The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal. From the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Good evening. This is Dave Schultz, your host for this evening's program called Engaging Truth. I got a couple of exciting guests this evening. Uh, we've had both of them on the air before, but this is November. This is a time where we talk about Thanksgiving, things to be thankful for. And I know that their hearts are full of thanksgiving for all the blessings that have come to them. So I'm going to introduce them as Paula and Hector Flores. And uh, Paula's been here before and Hector's been here before, but I'm going to begin with you. Anyway, welcome to Engaging Truth. Thanks, Pastor. How you doing? I'm going to, I'm going to begin with you because of the fact that um, some time ago we had an exciting conversation about how science has made a difference for you to be thinking about what her heart believes. Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about this subject, but essentially, before I met my wife, Paula, right, um, I was a very, 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 um, you know, uh, defined atheist. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in a creator. I believed in just science, right? And there was, for me, there was a separation between science and religion, and when I met Paula, which is one of the biggest reasons why I'm so thankful during this month, because it changed everything for me. She introduced me to a whole new world, where I met, you know, you, Pastor, and uh, and and you know, um, God started creeping into my heart, right? And so then I was conflicted. I was a a very advocate scientist, but that believed in space and evolution and and everything that usually you would see as non-religious, but I also believed in God. So I had to find a way to let them coexist. So I did a lot of research and I tried to find if there was any type of evidence that showed that you can you can have both, right? Because I almost wanted to just have them be two separate parts of my mind. Um, and I did come across a lot of research, a lot of scientists actually, that there, that do believe in, in, in God and in Christianity and are, are advocate Christians but also are very, very pronounced scientists, right? And, um, and that's when it opened my eyes. You know, it's like, you know, how could you not believe that this all-powerful creator is, that is, is, is all in our lives whenever you look at the sky, right? You look at our, our, our planet, and yes, the, plant, the plants are growing, um, relationships are growing, um, you know, you can say that God is everywhere, but when you look at the sky and see how vast the universe is, how beautiful causality is happening in our universe, and um, it's just it's hard not to question. It's hard not to not. It's hard not to believe that someone designed it, right? Um, a very good example is when any scientist knows that mathematics is the base for anything about astrology, right? Mathematics is it's is the instrument. It's it's the paper, it's the it's um it's everything, right? If if you can define it in mathematics, then you can you can really um prove it, right? So then 
and then I thought, well, mathematics is essentially the language that God has has given humanity, right? Mathematics is the the pencil that God wrote in to defi- to design the universe, and that just blew my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome because mathematics is universal. You know, it's it's not it's not different between English, Spanish. It's the same. It's 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 uh, what what you would call um, a global language. Well, God's language is the only one that could be able to do that, right? And there's some math that we know today that we still don't understand how it's working, right? And probably never will. Never will, right? And and that just shows you that we I don't think we as as humans should try to put God in its infinity and you know, infinity into our human human um mindset because we won't be able to understand it. Just as we can't understand the complexity of some math equations, right? So that's that's just that's what that's what how I made the connection, right? Um, math is equivalent to God, God's like actual instruction manual, or, or um, you know, uh, the the paper that he wrote on on how everything should work. I mean, there's certain numbers like the speed of light, for example, right? That's an actual number that if you change it just slightly, everything would break. Like everything, our, the entire our entire existence wouldn't work, right? It's like, it's just crazy. It's like, that's what he literally wrote that number. Not literally, but you know, um, to me, that's how I see it. And um, it's just, I think that if we start thinking of science um, and religion and Christianity um, in this aspect as one in that way, then we won't have these weird conflicts that usually people have, right? If they feel like they believe in science, so then why not believe in God too? Right. Let me ask a why question about this, yeah. because there are people in the world, and you probably know them, probably have read of them, who know the just what you've been saying, mm-hmm. but they fail to believe in the existence of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, wh- why is that? I I feel that there's a you can because oh, there's a lot of um a lot of pressure from the science community that that's their identity right like when if you're a scientist then anyone comes at you with any religious talk then no you're on the science group you're on the science clique right okay um and you can't believe in both that's just nonsense like if, if i know that if i talk to someone one of my peers that are are you know really on that that side they're not scientists but they they love science they love mathematics and i start talking about god like they're gonna, they won't be able to to relate with me, right? So I think it's more of a, it's it's the norm for a person okay. that believes in science to not believe in God. Okay. And uh, I think if we can start to talk about and make it more comfortable, then those people that do internally feel that way can feel more expressive about it, you know, and and share that, yeah, I believe in God and I believe in science. They both can be in the same sentence, right? Um, and I, th- I think that's the reason. Yeah. What makes you different today than you were five years ago? Oh, man, the these questions are great. <laughs> um, well, first of all, my wife is in my life, right? That's a huge, huge difference. Um, you know, yeah. yeah she, I think that's where it started for me. Um, I'm, You know, Thanksgiving uh, for me... You know, whenever I start instigating that question of what am I thankful for, and I look back on where I was before now, um, 
you know, I, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life, but it all started the minute that I met my wife. That's where it all started. It was the beginning. It was the, the spark, the, the catalyst, right? Um, I met my wife, then she changed my heart, and then she introduced me to other people. They changed my heart even more. And then she gave me a baby, a beautiful little boy. And so I think the difference now is that my, my brain is the same. I still have the same intellectual abilities, but my heart is extremely different um, from five years ago. One last question before we go to Paulo. Yeah. Um, what are your dreams for tomorrow? Oh, my dreams for tomorrow. My dream for tomorrow is that I get to see it. I think, because I don't really have any true aspirations for myself. Um, I think, uh, yeah, if, uh, to see it and also to, to, I'm hopeful to see what my, my son is going to do. That's what I, I'm pretty, I'm very excited about that. Um, because the way that life has, has gone for me, it's almost as if, you know, God has, has aligned everything just for him. Because I, I don't know how I deserved it. It has to be for him. He has something big coming. So that's what I'm excited for. We're going to pause for just a minute before we get the Paula on this and tell you a little, little bit about uh, this ministry that, that many thousands of people are supporting and even hearing today. Let me tell you about ELM, which is Evangelical Life Ministries. It's a group of volunteers in the Houston area who not only plan each of these broadcasts, but produce them as well. Each broadcast is centered on God's holy word, in particular, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You can help us with our programming by simply remembering to pray for us. Just pray for those people in particular who are doing all of this, the volunteer team who love to see each broadcast sent not only to our country, but you know, today even across the world. And so besides just praying for us, you can support what we do. Go to the website, which is elmhouston.org, and find a way to support us in ministry there. Or you can just sit down and write out a check to ELM PO Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410, and we'll receipt every gift and we'll be grateful and thank you for it. Okay, Paula. You've heard your husband talk about Thanksgiving and gratefulness. <laughs> Paula, how did you and I meet? Oh, we met what? What was that, like eight years ago, nine years Could ago? Be. Something like that. We met um, all thanks to a little taco truck. You remember that? Uh, my mom had a little taco stand, and uh, you came along, ordered some breakfast tacos, and Mama was looking for a place where she could worship, and she, she saw... She said, is it a Jesus is church? It a Jesus, I never yes. that, no. <laughs> Is it a Jesus yeah. church? Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, and so so we came along. We were, str we were having some struggles. Um, I was struggling with my health. What was, what in particular was the major struggle that you were facing at that time? Because it didn't go away real quick. Right, yeah. So um, I was suffering with a condition... Um, in my brain, um, hydrocephalus, um, where I did end up having 14 brain surgeries. 
um, within a certain amount of time period. And it just seemed like it was never going to end. It was just surgery after surgery after surgery. But the beauty of the walk, the terrible walk that you had to traverse was the fact that you had a, a monstrous prayer team behind you. I did. I did. And that didn't happen by accident. It happened by design. The Lord said uh, through your mom, uh, through the little taco truck, <laughs> uh, go up there and take your daughter and they can help with prayers. And that's yeah. exactly what we did for all those years. What happened after the 14th surgery? Because I can remember that very well, but tell us about it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm so grateful, so grateful for my team over at um, St. John, the prayer team. It was, I don't know what I would have done without everybody there. Um, but yeah, so after the last surgery, um, the doctor was able to do something to where he fixed me. Um, luckily, I haven't had any more surgeries, thank God. Um, yeah, so um, he did something called a third ventriculostomy where he was able to um, help the fluid in my brain um, get out easier without having to have any kind of device or anything like that inside of me. So, um, yeah, it was, it, I, I'm so grateful, so thankful, and, and, and so blessed that my doctor was able to do that for me. Has it ever come back to haunt you? You know, I, I do suffer from chronic headaches because of it. Um, but you know what? There's nothing a little prayer and a little faith can help. <laughs> so it's 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 been a, a, a rough road, but, you know, um, I've, I'm here. I'm here. I remember very well when we had the marriage ceremony, and I remember looking at both of you as you confess to each other your faithfulness. And I could tell in that facial expression then, as I do now, that this is going to last. This is going to last. Th th this makes a difference. What they said to each other was truly miracle words from God. But other miracles have happened in your life beside that. And all of a sudden, this last year, what happened as a miracle for you? <laughs> was it 2021? Yeah, uh, this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah. This year in June. Yeah. So um, God blessed us with a beautiful baby boy. Um, and actually, I was, after all the stuff I went through, I was honestly afraid that I wasn't going to be yeah. able to have we a child. So um, I was terrified. The doctors, you know, like I said, I hadn't had surgeries in a while, but the doctors were concerned that if I did become pregnant, I could end up having complications with my head. But here I am, and, and we have a beautiful five-month-old baby. She did great. <laughs> yes, so so we're so blessed and so thankful. I see many of the pictures that you send on Facebook, <laughs> and um, it just reminds me that this little one, although only five months old, was already in charge. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he got is. it going on. Yeah, he was the he was the plan all along. Yeah, we all thought that we had to do something, but God, that was his plan. Yeah. Paula, I know that the baby is is the greatest blessing, but I remember when I first met mom and you, these were more than difficult years that you were experiencing, and, and it just, we continued to pray with you and your mom that God would in some way work 
his miracle in your life. I've seen over the past years miracles happen for you and mom. Mm. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there's so many things that we went through. I mean, from us losing our home, um, my mom losing her businesses, um, I mean, myself not being able to afford going to college at times, um, me having to postpone going to college, um, not having a place to sleep at times with mom. I mean, all the whole time, though, I know we had our St. John family and our prayer team there to help us when we needed them. So God was always there. He was always standing in front of us, behind us, beside us through the whole thing. And and even now, I know that any tough situation we go through, he'll always be there, no matter what. So from tragedy to triumph, we'll call it. Yes. <laughs> and how wonderful it is that it's Thanksgiving time now, and we know that the blessings that God has given you didn't come by accident, but by design, mm-hmm. because you heard the prayers of faithful people for you. As you look around the corner, Paula, what do you see? I see so many things. Um, I'm 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 so excited, like my husband said, to see my little boy grow. Um, I'm I'm really excited um, and so happy that he has a dad that he has, and excited to teach him, you know, about God and and also teach him about science and be able to have him have that coexistence. Mm-hmm. Um, and grow up in a world where now people look at loving God and knowing about God as something that's not normal, you know? I mean, even at school, kids are not taught about God anymore. Um, so I I think I'm, I'm super excited to see my son one day hopefully become a leader um, and be able to guide others into God's path. I just am so amazed at what has happened to both of you uh, over the course of time. Um, not amazed in the sense is I've never seen this happen because I have in ministry as long as I've been in it, but but there were bridges that almost didn't have any, any uh, um, straightness to walk across them for you. There were so many blockages along the way. But God in his providence provided just what was necessary for both of you, seeing each other, and then now all of a sudden this little baby coming along and knowing that um, his grace is enough for you, his strength will be made perfect even in your time of weakness. Tell me as a couple what you would like to tell the people as a couple out there. There's some couples that are struggling. Mm. They're struggling, first of all, with just um, the willingness to know that there is a God who can help them. Talk to them a little bit about the what has transpired to help you to be committed uh, to your faith and walk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I, I've told you this many times. Um, and the, the main thing for me is, and throughout our relationship, many things have happened. Right. It's not like. You know, it's joyful every single day. We have some bad days. We have some, yeah, we have some really bad days and good days, right? But what I've seen is that um, uh, that right at the nick of time, God gives us enough to, to for us to be 
our, 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 God gives us enough that we need to fulfill that day. Right. So what I'm saying is that, um, lean, lean on, on God. And you know what? It's okay for you not to know what tomorrow is going to bring, you know? And, and that's something that I, that I've learned is that, you know, there's times where we get anxious on, on what's going to happen in a month or like, you know, these, these bills, oh my goodness. What, like, for example, we had the baby, um, how are we going to afford it? Cause she needed to stop working. And I started getting anxious about getting a job, you know, a second one. And so I just said, I think I told her, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop looking. God will take care of it. He always does. And so I just waited. And yeah, sure enough, like something came along. And so it's okay to lean on God on, you know, normal things. Um, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Just enjoy today because it's, it's, it's a present, right? It's a, it's a gift. So there was a beautiful say. passage um, in Philippians 4.19 that has become kind of a, a theme passage for us here at, at St. John and for me personally. The passage says, My God will provide for all of my needs according to the richness of his grace mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. And you've just said that. Yeah. Uh, I'm awesome. just going to put this thing aside because I know that my needs will be met. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't understand it, and I, I can't don't. predict it, yes. but it's it's going to take place. It's How amazing. about you, Paula? Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, I think a lot of times people don't take the time to just hand it over and lay it all on the cross and just say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay for us to struggle. It's okay for us to have uh, these bumps on the road. It's okay for us to have these hills and tribulations. Like um, also communication. And, and, and I mean, we see it in the Bible and the Bible tells us how to communicate. So we can always look to that as well to help us communicate um, as a relationship. So, I mean, and you know now, especially with younger generations, divorce is a big thing. And that's definitely not something we don't even want to talk about. But, you know, definitely just... You know, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Don't worry about it's it. It's okay. Like just, just let it go and lean on him, you know, and never say divorce. <laughs> how is how is your new little guy going to make a difference as you move forward? You you must have had some thoughts and plans on that already. No, I've had, yeah, we've we've had so many thoughts about this. Uh, Paula, has, I mean, do you want, do you have any that, that you have? Because I have a lot, and I want to want to wait. You can until, go ahead. Okay, well, I'll mean, fine. I'll say. Well, you do because we only got two minutes yet. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, well, the main thing I think is like she, I think what she said is is groundbreaking, right? Is um, I feel like he's in a he's a great it's a great opportunity for him to um, grow up in a world where God and and science exist in the same sentence. Exactly. And so you know, not many children have that opportunity. And so I think that he's going to be a great leader in that aspect. And he may uh, be able to guide, you know, his fellow peers into, th- you know, having that mindset. And, and that's the start, right? To change the next generation, you have to start with the next generation, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, I think that's amazing that I think. You got a comment yet? Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. And like you said, just his little face, just looking at his little yeah. face, I already know he's going to do something big. He looks like a grown little man. He does. So we're just really excited to see what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. 
And what will happen will be designed by what you plan to bring to him mm-hmm. because the world's going to throw something altogether different at him, yeah. like it threw at you, than what the message of the gospel brings mm-hmm. to them. Like space travel, that's another one, right? Like that's happening very soon. Like, you know, so I see him being an astronaut. And, and so I need to talk about space now <laughs> so that he knows <laughs> whenever he gets to that point. Well, I want to thank you that you have been with us. So thank you, the listening audience, for being with us and come back again with us next week on Engaging Truth. Good night. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.